Welcome, everybody. I like it. That, that was spooky. I'm all, <laughs> I almost don't know if I want to do this now. <laughs> Welcome back to episode seven. Seven. And if you don't already know, this is uh, kicking off the dawn of Spooktober. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to get that Spooktober either way, I think. I swear. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like this one's the Spooktober for everyone or or the family friendly Spooktober. That Spooktober is going to fit. We're going to make that work as clunky as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before. <laughs> yeah. As Rick mentioned, we're going to do a family friendly edition of. No, we're not. I'm going to cuss like a sailor. But we're going to talk about some stuff that you could watch with your family, even if you can't listen to this podcast with all of your family, which you, yeah. you can just yeah download it and then beep out all my fucking cuss words. It's like seeing <laughs> a, a you know rated R movie when you're not supposed to as a kid. You get into it. Next thing you know, oh, so, you know, it's a parental advisory on this podcast. But if kids are listening, welcome. <laughs> yeah. And your parents are bad. Badass. <laughs> yeah, because, look, the positive about, like, getting to watch rated R movies when you were a child is the chance of seeing titties. <laughs> I yeah. mean, especially yeah, yeah. horror movies. Yeah, like, and seeing some stuff that just, like, what? Why is that head sprouting legs? That doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's something with with horror movies that like even parents are like it's those titties are okay cuz that girl's about to die for her sluttiness for her sins, yeah. yeah. Or so. smoking a doobie. Yeah. Did you have any movies tripping. as a as a kid that you saw probably before you should have that just has stuck with you that maybe isn't super scary in hindsight but because you watched it when you were 4 has a special place in your heart. <laughs> um, no, not that young. Uh, my parents, for the most part, I mean, I got started early on horror movies, but not that early. Like Blair Witch, still to this day, like keeps a place in my heart because I think I saw that movie when I was like eight, and that's a little early, yeah, especially for me to understand what that movie was about because it was just kids getting murdered. And they were scared. I was scared. But I didn't know what to be scared for. I still, as a 30-year-old man, I still don't know what the fuck that movie is. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen it 10 times now. It's so weird. Yeah, Yeah, I just. I'm not not 100% for sure. But no, no, there was nothing like, like right now in my, my age that I'm just like, fuck that. Like that movie, no. Yeah, I mean, I've got some that, like, 
you know, there's the scene from Nightmare on Elm Street with the uh, fountain of blood that just sticks in my mind so vividly. Or Poltergeist, that movie, and the little girl just turning from the screen and they're here and just yep and not sleeping the rest of the night because well they're here yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i (laughs) can oh pet cemetery messed me up too bro pet cemetery like the original (laughs) pet cemetery it's so just yeah, there, there's that. I watched the new one too, and the new one wasn't like horrible, um, but it, it 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 didn't have that kickback like the original. And yeah, I think it's because you've already seen like all the stupid shit that they did in the original. And you realize they're not going to do it again. They've got to change yeah. it somehow. No, they do it again. Yeah, I mean, almost almost verbatim. You know, yeah. small little tweaks. Here and there, a little better gore and stuff. But other than that, it's all like, oh. They changed the kid that got murdered, right? Like, yep, the main main thing. The, the, the daughter instead of the son. Yep. Oh, so, spoilers, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> spoiler alert. After the fact. <laughs> so, if you don't realize that we're going we're gonna to spoil some shit, um, we're like six minutes in. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. My bad. Well, let's kick it off the way we usually do after we ramble and, you know, get our greetings out of the way. Uh, The weird question of the previous week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) This one, you know, we did in celebration of the fact that football just started up, you know, because it's that time of year, fall, what's fall without a little bit of you know, gridiron stuff. So uh, what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Okay. And I know, I know, I know we're in football season, but for me, I, I just, I think something on ice and I want to say hockey, but I feel like that's too easy, but dirty, (laughs) but my, my hockey, my hockey reasoning Okay, is they already fist fight each other, and it would just turn into like UFC with ice skates on, and it'd just <laughs> be like be a bunch stabbed. of Canadians just beating the living shit out of each other, and they're all shit faced. But I feel like the sport would never, the sport itself would never get done. Like we would just be no. watching people kick shit out of each just, other in hockey, just taking off their boots and slashing at each other with their. Boxing glove boots that have blades. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Happy Gilmore, where he's like, I was the only guy in franchise history <laughs> <laughs> to ever try to stab someone. Yeah. <laughs> How about you do? How about you do? So I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my eyes thing, but I'm going to say curling. Curling? Yes. Holy moly. Now imagine they're just taking like Goldschlager shots, like picking like, up their broom. <sighs> Like each time they they go to a, a, a bowl or whatever they call it, curl. I guess I don't know. C- curl. Yeah. They have to take They're a shot before stones. they they go. Oh yes. God. Yeah, and, so and like, I don't know if there's like periods or I don't. I, is it called I a match? I don't know. Maybe it's best two out of five or three out of five. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't you know. Look, like, all I know is that you got to get it to the bullseye thing. 
right? And then you got the little clean sweeper guys that are jerking off as they yeah. slide down. <laughs> All right. And then you got Carol in the back with her little fucking scritchy scratch shoes as she's sliding on her knees to let the stone go. They get so low. Yeah. And think about that center of gravity if they're like (laughs) six shots of Jaeger in. You know? (laughs) (laughs) The the, the one caveat is that like it's got to be the origin of your country. So like if you're Scotland, you got to drink some whiskey or scotch. And then like America, we're just doubting whatever Americans make. (laughs) I mean, we make a lot of things. We're just a boiling pot of. Yeah. Just moonshine straight. (laughs) A thousand proof something they made oh out of their mouth. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. You just get some hillbilly liquor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like take a shot. I don't think I'm legally allowed to take a shot of this. Well, too bad you have to. Okay, here we go. Next thing you know, they're it's like the 15 and under juniors championship. They're all sloshed. <laughs> oh my god! It takes so much finesse to throw the stone down the ice that there's no way. Like after just a couple of shots, they'd be throwing it backwards. You know. Yeah, I mean, I know what it's like to drink in the winter, and there's a real ungraceful sketchiness to walking down the sidewalk, let alone just putting myself in the center of an ice rink. Oh, my gosh. That's a good one, because the ice makes it completely, like, yeah, impossible almost. Yeah, you thought you were good at balance? Try this, sorry, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you thought you knew how to sweep a broom before, try it when you've, you're five <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah no that's all i could think like curling because yeah like stuff like football and stuff but there's almost too much movement and those are like super athletes so they're just burning yeah. through alcohol real fast anyway but someone like curling like my fat ass could curl like i you know i have to be fucking athletic i just gotta like True. catch momentum gotta... down the ice so i can scrub yeah i don't know i think that yeah, was see, I didn't. Too. i didn't think about ice i was going like you know, I was like, well, what would be crazy? And I went, I was thinking like archery would be the one that would be like. God, that sounds fucking it, dangerous. <laughs> it takes, you know, I mean, it's same. you know, you have to have finesse and precision and all that. So you add some alcohol to it. Next thing you know, your bullseye is the cat cow, like <laughs> in the next field, you know. Why not just give them guns at that point? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and just aim at each other just, and whoever doesn't get hit what wins. Is, uh, what's that sport where they do like cross-country skiing and they just got like the rifle attached to their back and they're just like skicking it down the snow and then like every 12 miles or whatever they got to pull over and be like pow 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 what is that called i want to it's not an olympic sport if i if i'm not mistaken like they do that shit in the winter olympics what is it called okay hang on let's see uh decathlon is that the one yeah that sounds about right yeah where they they got guns and skis and someone somewhere yeah. was like, that's an Olympic sport, hands down. We took wrestling out of the Olympics, but that shit stays. Like, they got guns and they're <laughs> skiing around, you know? No wrestling. That's not that's not good enough sport. One of the original Olympic sports is no longer an Olympic sport. And ping pong is, and the decathlon is. Sorry, it's biathlon. Biathlon, yeah, because they're only doing two things. Just shooting and they're only doing two. They're cross country, and then they're either. I I guess it's what like a a rifle. I think they got like yeah, a little rifle, little twenty-two rifle or something. Yeah, I mean, look, you could just like you get lost on your skis. At least you have a gun for safety. 
<laughs> True. Like, you know? oh, there's a bear. This isn't a part of it, but, you know, at least they got <laughs> yeah. no, no chance. That dude wins the race on his skis, though. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the fastest motherfucker. <laughs> just burning up the snow behind him. He's going yeah, so fast. Just... <laughs> Seth came in first place with record 30 time. minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but we he's disqualified because he shot a bear instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it, since he's only got a 22, that bear is pissed. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's right. He's like, oh, that didn't work. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so anything that takes finesse. I don't think there's one sport you could key in and be like mandatory. It would just make things hilarious and, you know, blooper reels out the uh Yeah, there'd probably be a lot of bombing, especially with oh. some of these more active sports. I mean, look, I don't, it doesn't make me sick seeing other people get sick. So I'll watch people throw up all fucking day. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That, Especially the moment itself. That moment just before it happens with, in their face. Through the, oh, you can no. see the sweat oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And they try to fight it back or put their hand up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ice sports. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Ice sports. Ice sports. But yeah, I have something this week that I haven't had in a while. Yeah, man. Thrift store corner. I actually got to go do some shopping. Um, I haven't actually got to walk around a thrift store in a couple weeks. So this week I made a point to go do a bunch of random shit. Uh, I didn't buy too much. I'm gonna. I got a couple video game shit. Uh, the one thing I did find that I've never seen like randomly, and for you audio listeners, you can't see me showing Rick, but the Legend of Spyro, cool. the Eternal Night. Um, it's a PS2 game. I'd never played it. Spy- I've never seen it. Um, it's actually got Spyro's like an eighteen dollar price tag on it, which I was really surprised. Two dollars, bitches. Uh, nice. Anamusha nice. two. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. a good game, Capcom game. Go yeah. another one for the PS2. Um, something that you'll probably like, and mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this on the pod before. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. Whoa, um, I know it's. I'm not proud of it. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. You lie. can't play everything. It's, you uh, can't play it all. Shit, I know, I know. And I just resubbed a WoW. Oh, it's gonna get so bad. Um, but that being said, I'm actually kind of hyped for Valhalla. Um, yes. because who doesn't have a thing for Vikings and that game just looks sick as fuck. Vikings, shield maidens, braids, cool yeah. axes, all the dope not works and tons of raping and pillaging. Oh, and all those <laughs> ravens that we're going to see. Um, so much. I own a couple of Assassin's Creed games, not many. I don't actively seek them out. Uh, but Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. Best one right there. I figure That's if I'm going to try one, one out, I'm going to be a fucking stealthy-ass pirate. Yes. Um, Ahoy. I got Ahoy. that one for the 360, which, again, not not a rare game. Not a... Uh, no, not by any you know. means. But if I'm going to try a, an older Assassin's Creed game, I think that's the one that's going to be... Which I understand people are going to be mad about that because it's not in the true fashion of, of an Assassin's Creed game. 
but it's in my fashion of an Assassin's Creed game. So it's either going to be pirates or Vikings, and you know, since the Vikings aren't here yet, got to go with the pirate. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I want someone to fucking ship. Oh, right around the ship. Um, Changed the world of that game. Last video game I did buy, though. Resident Evil. Operation, Operation Raccoon, City. Raccoon City. I've also never played this one either. Um, that one's for the 360 as well. But that one seems kind of cool because, like, as in every Resident Evil game, you're trying to help Umbrella Corporation not be to blame for the shit that they fucked up. So you just <laughs> go they- in and kill a bunch of shit. That they uh, should be blamed for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's totally their fault. You're just in there to like clean up all the evidence that it was their fault. So, um, four games this week. I actually added four random games to the collection. Uh, but the finds of the week, and I'm not going to get up and go get them. But right here, I bought some board games. Um, again, I I've been to the thrift stores in a while, so I got. I got some board games. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, I, I mean, amongst the new board games that I own, I also love old, not so much like real far back. Like I got a couple old ones, my, you know, early 60s, late 50s, shoots and ladders. But those don't get played because that game sucks anyway. But first one I bought, uh, which was kind of cool, was one and in reality i wasn't looking for one but the one that i found was from 1974 uh oh damn pieces there and you know what no no it's still plastic that plastic probably has something that'll kill you in it okay don't let california know that you have that kind of plastic don't lick it don't lick it don't lick it who knows what kind of covid's on there (laughs) like 50 year old covid (laughs) some tb when i don't know when we got rid of that uh, but yeah, 1974 version of Connect Four. Again, you know what hasn't changed in Connect Four? Anything. It's exactly <laughs> the same. 50 years later, they're using the same fucking mold to do that game. I shit you Why? not. You don't need to improve on something. That's you, you, the greatness about that game is that it's so super simple. Connect Four, but yeah. there's some strategy to it. So it's like it's kind of like chess. Maybe not at the level of chess, but no, you know you got the head like i'm gonna do this you're gonna do that i'm gonna do this you're gonna bait on that and then i'm gonna do this and this and this and mm, hope gotcha. hopefully and then they don't and then next yeah, thing and then you they know do like, something what strategy what am i supposed to do yeah um where did my strategy go it was the just the second here. one is a game called tugboat which i had never seen nope I had never seen it either, but it caught my eye. And what it is, is it's, you're, you're pretty much, it, it is what it sounds like. Moving a tugboat. And so like the cool thing about it is it's kind of built like, um, like an operation style game. Whereas you have these little, you have a metal ship and a tugboat. And the goal of the game is to get your little wooden barrel from your start dock to your finish dock. Now the caveat being, that on this play field, there is like 12 and your your freight Boat. car yeah. thing sure. okay, yeah. are like, they're metal. <laughs> and you put a little D battery in it. Not a little D battery, but you put a, put a D battery in it. And as you push your tugboat around, 
if you hit those little metal buoys, they buzz just like an operation oh. would. And your turn's over, and you got to give up the tugboat. All right. It, again, random shit. I'd never seen it. Do you get shocked if you hit the posts? I think we could figure that out. <laughs> but not that I know of. I wouldn't lick it. <laughs> you know? Hey, just don't whiz on the electric fence. I learned that from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, this game also from 1974. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. 1974. So you know it's a little, there's a little danger to it, but not like, there it won't could kill be you. a little danger. But, oh, that's so cool. So do you write, roll a die or anything to um, no. progress? Or nope. do you just it, go, Wee! Yeah, so the, the boat itself has to stay on the platform. And it's not like, it's it's not easy to maneuver, all right? The little tugboat that you're pushing around, or the little freight yeah. boat that you're pushing around, is not attached to your tugboat. And so, oh. like, you you just kind of shove it and hope that it's going in the direction that you yeah. want it to. And there's so then the there's, like, there's a timer, so you have a certain amount of time each turn to push your little boat around. And as soon as the timer stops, it's the next person's turn. And they have to take the ship from where you left it, maneuver it around the buoys to their tugboat or freight boat, and then yeah, push yeah. from there. And then, again, at any time, if you touch one of these metal rods and it buzzes, your turn's over and it goes to the next person. Um, interesting. <laughs> it, is it... The concept of the game is actually kind of dope. Yeah. Playing it does not seem dope. Like <laughs> I pushed the boat around and stuff on there. It does not it does not seem that dope. But it still works. I will give that, it that. From nineteen seventy four, the little the little bell underneath still ding 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 dings. Um Built to last. Yeah, yeah, it's kinda cool. Um Is that Milton Bradley or so Tugboat is uh, Parker Brothers, which is nice. actually kind of wild because I didn't realize that they were making stuff at that point. In theory, I thought it would have been like um, Ideal uh, Games, who mm -hmm. eventually sold to Milton Bradley. And a lot of the Milton Bradley games we have today came from a company called Ideal. And they were more on that like their their games had odd interactions, you know, it's games like Kerplunk. And shit, They're, it's not a normal game. Uh, whereas, like, Park Brothers was a lot more known for games of strategy. You know, Clue and yeah. Scrabble. And stuff like that. Yeah, Stupid shit. <laughs> not oh, that Clue's stupid. That's cool, man. That, um, that That's one that uh, it sounds interesting to try, you know, once. So maybe that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I plugged up the D battery to it. I made sure it worked. Um, it does. You know, uh, but the crown jewel of what I found this weekend, another board game. It's a Melton Bradley game. And do you remember the show Dinosaurs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, it was like the not, Roseanne. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the Roseanne of like animatronics. Dude, that ending I'm... to that movie or that show is so dang dark because they're like, extinction is coming. And that's kind of oh how they God. did it, and it's so, woo, <laughs> woo. Damn, I didn't. I don't know if yeah. I realized that. Just YouTube it sometime. Just the oh my the God. ending finale of of that. I never show. even thought about that. They were dinosaurs. Yeah. Eventually, they were just gonna unwillingly yeah. die. 
Oh, what's that in the sky? That's your death, kid. Yeah, the sun's falling down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but they made a board game back in 1991, Milton Bradley game, and it's all about the baby. But oh yeah, I will never have to play this game because I'm sure it's fucking horrible. Garbage. Because this one that I found is sealed. Oh yeah. So I don't usually buy sealed stuff because that means I can't mess with it. But with board games that I don't plan on playing anyway, and who knows if I ever do get my game store, that'll be on the shelf with a price tag on it. But I couldn't pass it up. It was $2 and it's a 1991 Milton Bradley sealed board game. That's crazy to find something that's sealed from that long, especially for a show that was so insanely popular for a hot minute. Like that baby and that show is the equivalent to Stewie from Family Guy. Like so big that it's like merchandise out the yang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy to me is like, I don't know if I realized that that show was as old as what it is. Because again, that game was, they released it in 91 and then. 93 i think is like their production years um but that show was a lot older than i expected it yeah well, what, they released like it like immediately the game came out so i wonder if the game came out in 93 the show ran from 91 to 94 four seasons God, even just looking at some of the pictures and stuff, this shit was, this was a lot. But it was so cool because, like, you know, capitalizing on the Jurassic Parkness of it all and Roseanne, the combination of the two basically created the show and the puppetry in that thing, if you see it, is fantastic. It is great. But it's super family, you know, sitcom hijinks. Yeah, and like I said, it is the Roseanne for like yeah. kids, like flannel yeah. shirt. He was a blue collar dad, dinosaur. His baby yeah. was sucky. Ugh, that stay at home wife. Yeah, it was everything she, an early '90s sitcom was supposed to be, except it was for she, kids. Yeah, man, that show was bizarre and crazy and wild and fun. Yeah, and now I own a yeah. board game, a licensed and, board you- game. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm never gonna play. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You'll you'll run across somebody who that's their life, and they'll be like, "Dude, I'll buy that from you for like a hundred bucks." You're like, "All right, sure, why not?" Yeah, I think I I looked him up on eBay. The game itself, open, is running like somewhere between twenty and thirty. Um, and there's oh. a there's quite a few sealed ones uh, on eBay. They're like forty to forty five. But considering I paid two dollars for that game, um. Yeah. We call that profit. Hmm, That's what they call it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, I haven't haven't got a chance to talk about thrift store stuff in a while. Um, It's been a a while. Yeah, because literally the reason that I love the job that I have is because I just get to travel around in all these different neighborhoods. But that job also makes me ride with people. And then I don't get to go to do all the shit that I want to do. (laughs) <laughs> so this week I forced the guy that was riding with me to walk through thrift stores with me. 
it's just like, where am I supposed to do? You're like, I don't know. Go sit Shot, in the truck, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go look at the ukuleles. They've got Goddamn 20 different toy store. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to get out there and finally get back to that hobby. Yeah. Well, I gotta get. I gotta get some stuff. I got. I don't even have extra money, but I'm, I'm gonna spend it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. Look, no kids is treating me damn well. Yeah. There could be worse things. I got to go see my little adopted niece daughter today. A buddy of mine's got a little two year old girl. She is she is a hoot, to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, that's when they start really getting their personalities and they yeah. start to flourish. You get to, oh, I, I can kind of see what you're going to become. Well, yeah, not become, but you're going to be a human being soon. Oh my God, it's weird. Yeah. They're raising them. Well, speaking of kids, man, uh, and to the theme of the uh, tonight's episode, or at least this coming week, because we're not, or this week, because we're now into the throes of Spooktober. Do you have any traditions as a kid that you would do for Halloween? Like whether it's for the month or just for the day? Um, no, no, not really. The The biggest thing is like we never trick or treated in my neighborhood growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandparents lived in like the old part of our town. So there's a lot of like perfectly straight streets and blocks kind of how like Denver's set up. Um, so we always went to my grandparents' house and my grandparents were pretty religious. Okay. Like Christians, not like yeah. they're going to stab you and send you into the firing burnings of hell. But when you called like my grandparents' phone, my grandparents screened all their calls <laughs> and You'd always get the answer machine so my grandma could see who was calling. Sure. But their answering machine was always the same. And my papa changed it like once a month where the beginning of it was always just them. Hey, you've reached so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he would do a Bible verse and then remember Jesus loves you. That's awesome. My entire life. I mean, my papa passed away three years ago now. And my grandma Mm. still has the last one he did. As her voicemail match. I bet so, you she listens to that a bunch. Probably, yeah. Um, but it was cool because we always went over to my grandparents' house. And my, my grandparents, for the longest time, were like the best candy givers on the block. Because they, they didn't just give candy. So my papa would go to like Kmart's and shit at the end of the year when like all the kids' stuff was on sale and he would buy a bunch of like these little digital children's watches and oh, nice. he'd get them for like a dollar and he'd buy like 150 of them, you know, after Christmas. And then every Halloween we'd go over to, to my grandparents' house and help them pack these little Halloween bags. And it would come with like some candy, a pretzels, one of these little watches. And, uh, do you ever see the Jehovah's witness books, the, like little comic books? To let you know that like uh, the world's gonna end and stuff. I don't think I have actually. Oh, I, I've, I I've got some here. Like <laughs> <laughs> I literally have some in my house. Uh, but there was these books. They're they're pretty much put out. I, I see them a lot with Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, 
but they're just like little comic books, so little scenarios that happen in the Bible. So every every bag would get a watch, the book, some candy, some snacks. Dang and man! The first, you know, hundred and fifty kids that showed up to my my grandma and grandpa's house would get these little bags of goodies. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty that, great. It it was a semi tradition. We did it every year, and then my my grandparents eventually got out of it. Like when we, you know, when I was like ten or eleven, it just wasn't sustainable for retired folks yeah. at that point. Yeah. No, I I get that one hundred percent, man. That's God. That's great. Yeah, it was um, it was fun. It's a good memory to look back. At least you know, like I said, for my papa, and I still got my grandma around, so. We still uh, yeah. try to do as much stuff with her as possible, but no more Halloween stuff for her. One of these that, years, you should like get all that kind of stuff together and like plan a trip or whatever to go see her and like totally take her a goodie bag on Halloween and be like, "Hey, right? yo, Grandma," <laughs> yeah. and just see if she remembers and stuff. Oh yeah, I hundred my my papa. Uh, I mean, he was, and I'm sure everyone says it about their papas, but my papa was like legitimately just a good person. And like I said, they yeah. were religious, but they were religious in the sense that they never pushed religion on you, but they would pray for you after you left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But they celebrated Halloween. We decorated that, their house and stuff every so year. So they're not those super strict ones who are like, no. it does not exist. No. That's pretty great, my dude. Any um any costumes as a kid that stuck out that was like, that's the one that Oh my gosh! I can't no. believe I was able to. No, nothing no, no, not as a kid. Um, I had better costumes as an adult. You know, I had a better hookup to costumes as an adult. But like, we sure. didn't grow up like with money or anything. I'm sure you're probably in the same boat. I Me and you kind of grew up the same. So like, I had a lot of pieced together costumes growing up. Like, I wasn't getting the fucking Ninja Turtles deluxe hard shell sure, with sure, a sure. staff and shit. You know, I was, I was more no. of a shredder. Most it was mostly um, my mom and my aunt would make us a lot of costumes because they were, you know, in that era when home ec actually meant something and you yeah. could sew together stuff. Like they would create a lot of costumes for us. Like my brother and I for one year went as um, Sub Zero and Scorpion for Mortal Kombat because no you know we're shit. ni we're nineties kids and they were legit. Like I had the blue going on. He had the the yellow going on like we look legit and that's one of the, my favorite costumes i look back on as a as a kid because it was just like it was handcrafted for us because it's not like you could go to the store like today where you go to the store and buy you know any franchise has yeah. their costumes back then you you either grab the plastic mask that they had and it was kind of just okay or you make it and that's kind of how most of them were um there was a lot of scream masks when i was growing up ghost face yeah yeah, that was, that was very prevalent. Super easy costume. You get yeah. that mask and, and just the simple little black robe or whatever. And oh, there you go. You're now. <laughs> yeah. The problem was, is when is. you ran across the kids that either had the glow in the dark one, which was dope because mm. we were running around as kids or they made that one. And I don't know if you ever saw it, but it had the little squeeze tube thing. Yeah. And it would like pump and the blood blew. through the front of the mask. That's your hands down, bro. I, I'm going to yeah. trick or treat in your neighborhood because you got yeah, exactly. the dope shit. <laughs> you got money. I know yeah. where to go. They're to, giving full and candy always, bars. <laughs> there's always those like community neighborhoods 
whether they were gated or not that you'd go to because you knew that that's where the good stuff's at. That's where yeah. the candy bars. Like from where we lived in our townhouse, like a bunch of the neighborhood kids would get together, get their bikes and their pillow sacks for their candy. And we'd go a few neighborhood blocks away. And that's where we'd go because we knew, okay, we're going to get the full-size candy bar. Yep. They're just going to be throwing it at us, especially since we go a little later in the evening. You know? Yep. Yeah. That was just the play. Roving... Oh, man. So since so we're kind of talking about – I want to get your opinion on something because they are trying to cancel Halloween. They're trying to cancel yeah. fucking Halloween. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't – like it i understand why oh fuck you you can't we're we're we've we're gonna be at a wedding this year so we're not gonna be able to participate but i plan on still putting together some goodie bags that we can leave at our the end of our driveway so those who do venture out to hopefully get some free goodies hey here's here's a goodie bag of candy for you you know congratulations thanks for not completely you know shitting all over us the kids are already wearing the masks, so hey, they're already they're already doing what they're supposed to, and you know, social distancing with their friends, whatever it may be. Bro, like, it's literally the safest. Like, <laughs> you're, they were voluntarily wearing masks all yeah. night. They're all doing night. it. Yeah, yeah. I look. You want me to tell you the quickest way that a that a city's going to get destroyed, right? Other than <laughs> killing. You know, minorities. And, yeah, and cancel fucking Halloween. Minorities, yeah. Right, and and I'm not trying to make light of the minority killing, but cancel fucking Halloween. All right, I'm a 30 year old man that'll be out there fucking TP in the city and county building. All right, I don't I don't give a shit. It's this. They're trying, bro. They're trying to take fucking Halloween from the kids. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? Oh, and we like, don't think you should trick-or-treat this year look what well, stinks because i where's the fucking covid like is it is it transferring on my candy okay that there's just got to be a way there's got to be a way well it really stinks because like one of the things we do every year with the kids is um all these places you know rec centers and stuff um, malls um, they do like trick or treat streets where you go from oh, yeah. place to place and you kind of get, you know, you get candy and you get to see all these cool costumes. And sometimes there's hay rides and, you know, blue animals and all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of fun to it. And that's something that we look forward to every year because throughout October, they've got like the zombie crawl, yeah. uh, whether it's the one downtown, which we don't go to anymore because it's just too ridiculous Fight. and it gets weird so we do the one in downtown littleton because you start from one side and you all walk as a mass horde down to downtown uh littleton where you get to enjoy a pig roast afterwards awesome but for them to cancel the the uh trick-or-treat streets really stinks because it's like you know what are we gonna do with the kids like this is their one chance to show off the costume that they're proud of this year oh i get yeah. to be whomever you know and it's like, okay, but now now these kids want to wear their costumes still, but where are they going to show it off at? Because schools don't allow them to wear masks and stuff like they used to. Except for medical masks. Yeah, well, yeah. So now what? We're This year's going to be a bunch of doctors and nurses, you know? 
it's an easy costume, right? Just get some tiny scrubs. Go go shrink some scrubs in your laundry and give it to your kid and be like, you're a doctor. Yeah. Well, you can get those all day at the thrift stores. For sure. For sure. Scrubs, military uniforms. There is a plethora at the thrift store. It's wild. Yeah, that's that's a real bummer. It it is. 2020, I mean... You can't say it's, oh, I don't know how it could get any worse. Because they keep fucking making it worse. Yeah. It's worse. Oh, it's, yeah, this year needs to be done. Yeah. But makes just makes me wonder how, just, yeah, how it's going to affect. Oh, well, that's, yeah. You how, know, what are we going to do? All we can do is what do, we're going to do. We can't do shit because they're going to take us to jail. Because that's yeah. the world that we live in now. Can't go trick-or-treating or else we're going to fucking jail. Oh. <sighs> They tased that lady. Did you see that where they tased the lady at a high school football game? Uh Given Miss Karen blew the fuck up, but she wasn't wearing a mask. She refused to wear a mask. The cop showed up and was like, Pacow. Tased that bitch right in the stands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, this is what Uh, we're getting to? Like, God. It's a fucking high school football game. (laughs) I just, I don't understand. Oh, man. It's craziness right now. All we can do is what we can do is cover ourselves, right? Yeah. Wash and hand sanitizer. Just bathe in the stuff. Well, <laughs> do we want to go over? Uh... Yeah, Whee! Jesus. Whee! That's going to get in a hole that's really going to burn. Yeah, no kidding. That uh... That's a downer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we can go on to some good stuff here. Um, so one of the director, that's one of my all times favorites that I've liked since probably Pee Wee's big adventure all the way that. Cause I'm older. Wait, than you, so it's is like, that a, is that his movie? Pee Wee's big adventure. Yeah. That's the first movie he directed. My friend. No kidding. Go ahead and tell him who you're talking about before I'm, I fucking oh. explore. <laughs> Oh, I thought they would have figured it out by now. But no, Tim Burton, my dude, the weirdo, you know, uh, started off as an artist. I did not know that. Yeah, he was part of Disney, too, before that. He worked on Black Cauldron and um, Fox and the Hound. And uh, from there, yeah, he did all these little shorts and people just saw him. And who knows how it happened, but he became director of Pee Wee's... uh, Big adventure that movie, and then from there he goes on to do Batman and Beetlejuice, and I mean it's Tim Burton. Yeah, it's fucking Tim Burton. If you don't know, if you don't know, if, oh, if everybody has know. a Tim Burton movie that they like, <laughs> everybody has one in there. Whether it's Ed Wood, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mars Attacks, like the dudes. A you forget about things that are like hit. like Mars Attacks. Yeah. Like, well, it's because you've got such big ones like Batman. Yeah. You know? Which a lot of people don't realize that Tim Burton did that like OG Batman. It's crazy. He, he did just the first two. In. He did two? Like that first one. Yeah. The second one, uh, Batman Returns with the Penguin and Catwoman. Yeah. That, that, but if you see that one, that one's like, oh, that's so Tim Burton. It's It's yeah. got his, you know, hands all over it. But... Uh, yeah, he's he does a lot of movies that are like family friendly, but got a tinge of darkness and have some adult stuff in them where it's like, yeah, kids can watch this, but they're also going to be shown some, 
creepy stuff like yeah. Beetlejuice. I like to use that as an example because it's like it's not super scary, but it is weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice has its moments too, where you're right. It, it, Tim Burton does do a lot of like family. Yeah, they're family friendly movies, but there's going to be a part in most of his movies that are not going to be so family friendly. And at least some of yeah. the stuff that said some of the kids won't catch, but like Beetlejuice as your example, there's still some parts in Beetlejuice that are that are kind of fucked. Like where you would think yeah. that movie would, you know, in today's political climate, those would be rated R movies. You know, one of my they favorite get canceled before they got to theaters. Yeah, one of my favorite gags from that movie is one that is on the little bit of a darker bent, but. It's lighthearted as a kid because you don't realize quite what it means. But the uh, uh, those who commit suicide become social workers. So yeah. you've got like the, the receptionist who, you know, is like some kind of beauty queen or whatever. But she slit her wrist. So now she's a receptionist or, <laughs> yeah. or Juno, their their, you know, helpful haunt gal who helps him through this but clearly she either slit her throat or whatever so now every time she takes a puff of her cigarette the smoke <laughs> yeah. like that kind of stuff he does things like that that are like oh that's sad and tragic that this person went that way but it's funny that he made them you know social workers or yeah just whatever just they make light of such humor. a shitty situation yeah but you know, that's you you kind of said it earlier too that you could almost make I mean, shit, even things like Pee-wee's Playhouse, you could make almost any Tim Burton movie a Halloween movie, you know? Yeah. You could easily guess that his favorite holiday is Halloween. Wouldn't that be weird if we found out that it's like Arbor Day? Ar- <laughs> Arbor Day? <laughs> <laughs> or some like, like, like just small little like, yeah, it's a holiday, but who celebrates Labor Day? He was real Tim pissed Burton when does. they made Columbus Day Indigenous People's Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I was like, fuck. If that's the uh if that's the bridge you want to die on, my friend. <laughs> but so if you uh, had to choose a oh, so don't do that. So you have you have a somewhat new son. He's what? Year? Right at a year now? Fifteen months, yeah. Yeah, so just over a year. Now when he becomes of age, if you had to show him one Tim Burton movie to oh. start him off. What would you show him? I mean, the go-to for me is typically Nightmare Before Christmas because it's it's animated. So right off the bat, they're like, oh, cartoon. Yes. But it's got the, you know, the I, we keep using the same word, darkness to it or whatever. But the flair of it is that it's fun, yet you're dealing with a skeleton man and a kind of zombie yeah, Frankenstein girl. And it's super upbeat and positive, even when... He falls down, literally. He gets back up and be like, oh, wait. I was wrong about this, but I am the best at this. And so it's like the whole thing is super like, you know, it's okay to try new things and fail because there's always something that you're going to be good at. I don't know. I, yeah. Did, I, yeah, it's one of I mean, favorites. that and then on the other half of that, she's trying to murder her <laughs> Doctor Slave Man, no kidding. Yeah, no. Doctor so, Pickles. you'll you'll figure out what what she's doing there later on in life, and you don't have to worry about Jack Skellington. Yeah, so it's it's one of those great movies that uh, just blends that 
it's, I don't know. Some people might could not call it family friendly. I do because it's like I've shown all my kids it, and I'm sure he's watched it at this point. Yeah, you know, for as often as we watch that one, or it gets put on. <laughs> but yeah, do you have a go to Tim Burton movie that you like uh, popping on every once in a while? So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a very unpopular opinion on this one. All right, because it, I mean, if you're gonna show someone a Tim Burton movie, Nightmare Before Christmas. It it is the quintessential one, you know, like that that is the one. It really shows exactly kind of who he is as a as a director. Yeah. But me personally, I don't think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. <laughs> um so it short of short of my other half here at home, I don't usually watch this movie at Halloween. It is a Christmas movie through and through to me. And if I'm going to watch it one time a year, it's going to be a Christmas time. So, but I, I would mean, agree that that's the one that you would show people. It's, it's, it's not wrong though. Cause it is, it's one of those weird movies and there's very few that can bridge the gap between being both holidays and so do it so succinctly that, you know, it captures the fun of Halloween but also captures the shows the, the jealousy of Halloween God. to the much superior holiday that is Christmas. Uh, no. Yes. No, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, you get candy. I get candy at Easter, motherfucker. All right. I don't need no more fucking candy. Give me presents. I want presents. Yeah. But I that get candy cookies. from a freaking bunny's butt. Who wants that? I don't know. I don't give a fuck where chocolate came from, dude. I lick it right off of his asshole. I do not care. Just give me the chocolate. Preferably with Reese's Pieces in it. Ooh, Reese's Pieces is the shit. Yeah. Um. Well, since we're so deep into... <laughs> this will be, be a debate for another time. We're yeah. like, which your holiday? Wait Halloween till Christmas, Christmas, bitch! <laughs> and, and I mean, I think we've already just settled it that it's Halloween. So anyway, moving on. Um. I guess, in theory, we should stick to this Nightmare Before Christmas theme. And uh, before we get into some more family-friendly movies, you want to do our Who Would Win for this week? Oh, let me see. Because we are That's right. right in this range. So, who would win? Uh, Sam from the movie Trick or Treat versus Lock, Shock, and Barrel from Nightmare Before Christmas. Have you seen Trick or Treat? So, you and I kind of talked about this. I still have not watched the full movie. I did a bunch of research on the movie, so I at least okay. have some uh, a lot of talking points. Um, and look, it was that that movie apparently is a lot more violent than what I thought it was going to be. Um, That's why it's not the family friendly section of this of this show. It'll come up again. Yeah. And the reason it gets a family-friendly designation this week is because it's a child. Yeah. So Sam is a child um, that, I mean, from what I could tell, he is Halloween. Like, I mean, that's Sam Hunt. He's he, the personification of Halloween. Of Halloween. Sort of like how Lock, Shock, and Barrel are the personification of Halloween through children. So I have my argument 
on who I think would win. But I feel like I go first on a lot of these, and I think I give you a lot of po- good points, right? Because I'll argue like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm going to let you tell me who you think would win in this. Because I have a very logical explanation, and then I have a very illogical explanation. And they're two different For answers. Me, it's it's got to be Sam from Trick or Treat, just because they Lock Shock Cabrera don't quite show the uh, ferociousness. I don't know that doesn't seem right. The he's willing to do the job, like he's willing to get a little dirty to make sure the spirit of Halloween lives on. Whereas they're more minions of this and mischievous and with play pranks and that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking Sam because you know, he's a kid with a bag of tricks. Yeah, and he's <laughs> murdering people. When you say he's he did do, does dirty things for the sake of Halloween, he yeah. murders people. Okay. This is a perfect answer from answer for me because I'm going to play devil's advocate. I just right? set you up. Now so like it. I agree that that lock shock and barrel don't they don't have the tenacity to like murder mm. someone. But the thing with Sam in Trick or Treat is he only murders people that don't keep the spirit of Halloween, which you're not going to find in Lock, Shock, and Barrel. They are picturesque of Halloween. And not only are they Halloween for the one night, the one night Sam comes back to murder motherfuckers. All right. They're <laughs> Halloween through the fucking year. All right, if they they are the poster boys of who Sam wants, you know they're they're Halloween hundred percent through and through. Yeah. So under Sam's logic and morals, he couldn't murder Lock, Shock, and Barrel because they're Halloween and they're following all his rules, wearing the costume, yeah, you're getting the candy. Your logic. Okay. I don't think they'd have the stomach to actually do the job, though. But I don't think they would kill him. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at self-defense, Sam's going to fucking murder him. <laughs> at the end of the day, Sam. if he's defending himself. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. They could. They might not be able to murder him right then and there on Halloween. But technically, he shouldn't be murdering them either. And maybe they go find his fucking body on the day after Halloween and burn it with salt. Because that's what you do with shit that comes back. That's true. Demons and salt don't mix. I don't know. Uh, Look, I'm I'm not a very logical person. I don't think in logic. By, by your logic? Yeah, you're probably right. Lock, shock, and barrel would probably just kidnap him. You yeah. know, and tie him to a ra- radiator and then when the the night's over with they just do you know give him the oogie boogie and then let him have his way <laughs> very very fucking true you forget about that yeah because you know oogie boogie would straight up yeah there's some, some yeah bugs in his mouth <laughs> mm, yeah see again i think sam loses and and that's weird to say from like i said watching this kid murder lots of people like there's there's a lot of death in that fucking movie <laughs> like a lot so, a lot more than i uh, expected but the world i of trick or treat is so uh, cool yeah i think i think it, it sucks that's a tough one because i think you're right I, I i don't think the three kids could murder but 
they could hand him off, and Sam kind of does all his own dirty work. So he's sort of. There's like some zombie kids and shit in that movie. I I, I get him. I I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas I, though is family friendly. Sam and Trigger Treat didn't seem so friendly. No, but like that begs the question though: What if Nightmare Before Christmas was turned into like a legit horror movie? Then would Lock, Shock, and Barrel, when they're called upon, be you know finishing a job where they're essentially taking out the Easter Bunny? And they're like, oh, you need, me <laughs> yeah, to go get yeah. you need us to go. They're like, they're like hitmen, right? They're hired mercenaries that go and do some jobs because they know they're good because nobody's going to like, it's a kid. It's they're a not going to do anything. Next thing you know, they're whacking your knees out. And yeah, you know, you're in a, you're in a I burlap sack. They, in a rated R movie, they would have murdered the Easter bunny and Santa oh. probably. They would go through the whole list of holidays and be like, all right, where's the representative for, my favorite holiday, Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> the problem a tree. is it's a big tree, you know, yeah, and he's, he's like, fucking... I just want to hug you. What are you doing? Yeah. Lighting fire. Please stop. I give everything. Don't take more from me. I pay big money to see a horror like Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I, You know, I think that would actually be pretty good. Yeah. I get all those doors and stuff. And I know it'd be a different story entirely, but uh, yeah, my pick is Sam just because, you know, I respect it. Don't agree with it. Those three (laughs) little kids are sadistic and they got all year round Halloween mentality. And I'm fighting this battle with logic. All right. I mean, your logic makes sense. I I know. And I hate it. Logic. I I mean, logically, yeah, they might. But I'm just thinking Sam backed into a wall. He's a cold-blooded murderer. He's going to stab you with a lollipop. And he's got like a pumpkin face and shit. Oh, it's so creepy, man. Put put it back on. Put it back on. Look, from the rundown that I watched, okay, again, my opinion on this movie only goes so far because I have not seen it from the beginning to the end, which I will this month, and I will get back to you. Hopefully hopefully you'll watch it because it is... It is one of those ones that kind of, yeah, yeah, great little. We'll talk about it at some point. Yes. Before we move on, all right. I did not write this down tonight, but I just want to touch on it real fast because we've touched on it in a previous episode. But I got the chance to have McDonald's spicy chicken nuggets this weekend. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I will good, say, they're fucking fire. Like, they fucking nailed that shit, bro. This. The spicy nuggets are good. Very good. Especially when you get them fresh, like right after they've been fried or whatever. The initial taste, we were kind of right on because I even said it. I was like, are they going to be cut up pieces of hot and spicy chicken? And they kind of are. Right. The initial taste tastes like a hot and spicy chicken. But then you get the like original breading of a chicken nugget and the little crunch. And then eventually you get a little kickback on the end. Fucking delicious. They nailed it, man. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. Anyways. uh, Yeah, we circled around. See, we we remember things. Remember when we talked about that? Yeah. Um, I do want to go through some family-friendly movies if you guys feel like sitting down with your children or some Netflix and chill or whatever else you guys do. 
Um, just happy haunts. Like there's so much stuff that's kind of, you know, it's spooky and, and perfect for this time of year. And, you know, but it won't be so much. Well, there might be some scenes in some of these that are like, that is disturbing and traumatizing. Which we can actually start off with. Cause you and I talked about this earlier this week and I have never seen the movie, but monster house, you kind of let me yeah. know that there's some scenes in monster house that'll, that'll get you. The premise of it is, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Everybody, every neighborhood has that house that is just, Oh, it's freaky. There's, you know, it's, it's a, just a scary house. And so from that, they kind of expunged on it where, you know, these kids and there's this guy who lives in it. That's like, stay off my lawn. We've all dealt with those folks. And the house is legitly alive though. And that alone, like scenes watching it transform and stuff. Cause it's done. It's computer generated, but it looks like clay. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So it's the art style of it is, is really cool. Kind of goofy. Something's off about it, but it works for this. And so, yeah, this house is alive and, you know, there'll be some spoilers. Basically, turns out. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Do you mind if I spoil it? Look, I no, I do not mind. But I do want to say that oh. the screenplay to this movie is written by one Dan Harmon. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm 100% watching this movie now. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Dan Harmon is one half of Rick and Morty. Uh, he's also Basically. the co-creator of Community, if I remember Community. right. Love that show. And Harmontown Podcast, which is a fucking hilarious podcast. Dan Harmon is a wild man. Um, but yeah, one half of Rick and Morty. Yeah. That alone should be enough to be like, yeah. oh. That's got me. I'm good. It is his original story. But anyways, go ahead. Spoil the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, it turns out that, like, you know, this dude who's an army vet, an ex demolitions expert in the military, he, he falls in love with this freak show fat lady, and he, ex you know, he gets out of the army and goes rescues her. They find a plot of land. They decide, this is where I'm going to build a home for you. Well, during construction, these kids come, and they're throwing tomatoes at her and calling her names and all this, and there's a construction accident where the wife falls into the foundation of the house and gets covered by the cement. So the guy, instead of reporting it like any normal person would, yeah. builds the house anyway with her forever shrined in the basement. So her soul becomes the house. Ooh. So every Halloween she's she's doing things to people and and he doesn't like it. So he, you know, people think he's a cranky old man, but really he's trying to protect them from her. Because he knows that this house is going to murder all these kids? He knows what's up. Oh, so shit. It's, it's a story of, like, these kids, you know, they're trying to figure out the mystery of this house and why is it alive and all this and why is this guy such a jerk? And then they find out and whew, it's good, man. It's huh. it's one that... And the, the voice casting is real good in it. There's... Uh, Steve Buscemi is the yeah. old guy. He's the old dude. Kevin James uh, is in it. Nick Cannon is in it. Jason Lee. Yeah, he plays like a like a like a stoner boyfriend in it. Jason, well, of course he does. I mean, <laughs> I mean Catherine O'Hara, which, you know, she's a nightmare. She's like a Tim Burton staple. 
She's yeah. been Fred Willard. Like the voice cast is phenomenal in it. It's it's so well done. It's 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 that perfect for this. And and it's it's to the point where my eldest watched it and we watched it together and it was one where refused to ever watch it again until really? recently until the recent future uh, past where it's just like it, it affected that much. <laughs> huh. So it's one that's, of those like that's interesting. Be a leery, you know, judge your kid if, if they can handle a little more scary stuff. But it's it, it's family friendly, but it definitely kind of isn't. I don't know. It's great. It's great. So the one that I want to touch on, which was a staple for me even now to this day, is Halloween Town. Um, yeah. And for kids that grew up in my generation, I was born in 89. We got the best Disney Channel movies of all time. Like It's they, so well done. It's, it's the best. So Halloween Town premises, she's a witch. She's born into a witch family. She does not know it. Her grandma's like a master witch. And then goes into a different dimension, which is Halloween Town. And the kids being irresponsible and assholes follow her and figure it out. And then calamity ensues. Um, but I watched a lot of Halloween Town growing up. And there's actually, well, technically there's four of them. Um, but for anyone that knows, there's really only three. Because <laughs> the, actor that the, the actress that played Marnie, who's the main character in those movies, eventually got pushed out for the fourth one. And they replaced her in the fourth one. Like, not shit no. happened. All right? The downfall of fucking Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, but the first three especially and there's not there's there's some mass and stuff in there but that that's a very young child good to go movie and if you guys have never seen it especially if you have kids great fantastic halloween movies and it's the most beautiful small town in the world of course it's in fucking oregon um <laughs> but fantastic movie and and halloween town for me was was big growing up Especially because, like I said, Disney Channel, if you had Disney Channel, they played Halloween Town like almost daily, you know. And then yeah. as they released the second and the third one, it was even, long, you know, you got all three of them in a row every Friday and Saturday night, you know, for the entire month of October. Yeah, I watched it for the first time recently. Really? I, I thought I had seen it before because it's one of those things. Oh, it's Disney. Of course I've seen it. Yeah. But a Disney movie? Oh, that's probably might be why I didn't watch it because it's a little after my childhood. So yeah, that's probably were, why I didn't. You were but coming man, in right on the tail end of when they did a lot Legit. Of those awesome. It's like once you get into Halloween Town and they all show start showing all the citizens of Halloween Town, I am so impressed about yes. the like the care that they took into making every different, every citizen different and unique. And, oh, there's a witch, there's an ogre, there's a cyclops, there's this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, this is brilliant. Why yeah. have I not I mean, they watched have Warlocks, witches, like you said, there's, I mean, a little bit of everything in that movie. And it really incorporates like a small town of Halloween-based subjects. Yeah. And, of course, and someone's trying to fucking ruin Halloween there, too. And the yeah. town built for fucking Halloween. Why would you mess it up? I don't know, dude. That dude was a fucking asshole. Oh, um, a little uh, fun fact: um, Debbie Reynolds, the grandma who the grandma in the movie, is Carrie Fisher's mom. Really? 
Yeah, and I've, I that was one of those like, wait, is that Debbie Reynolds? Yeah, that's Aggie's mom. It just went up a whole other notch for me. Yeah, I did not realize that. Actually, yeah. that's fucking awesome. It, it is really awesome. Her daughter was making really bangers in the seventies, and then she's in a Disney Plus Channel movie. <laughs> like early, no, on. she had a that Debbie Reynolds had a very prolific career back in her heyday, like forties and fifties. Yeah, had a career that was. She was phenomenal. great in that movie too. Yeah, highly suggest. Oh, yeah, Halloween Town. Highly, highly, yeah, highly, whole, highly suggest it. Whole the whole school bus to pick them up and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. it's just so goofy fun. Going into and, a different dimension. Anytime like, we can go to Halloween time, let's do it. Yeah, and like I said, they they made they made four of them. I suggest anybody that wants to to watch the first three, because um, the fourth one is kind of eh. Like I said, they they get new character. It's it's just stupid. Um, but I do want to touch on a few of these. We're going to be running a little long here. Hey, it's it's the first special episode of this month. So I know it's only going to get it, worse it, as the month goes on too, because then we really start to get into crazy stuff. Into um, the stuff where we're like, dude, and that scene and that part, and whoa, yeah, and our theories and all the other. Uh, I actually uh, want to go through two on this next one, just because you and I kind of talked about it. And if you guys haven't uh, joined the Facebook page, find us on Facebook because there is some stuff that we post on there that kind of we talk about in episodes and give you a chance to interact. Um, but one of those things was Christina Ritchie. And oh, yeah. again, another staple that I had growing up to both of these movies, but we're going to talk about one first and then the other one, Casper, kind <sighs> of our first real taste of who she was as an actress, especially as a child, that movie still holds up. I've watched that movie in the last six months or so. And still a fantastic movie. Except. Yeah. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's, what happens to her dad is kind of fucked. It is, but it is. It's kind of like, fucked. I mean, for her, it's messed up because you know, you know, something's going to happen to her where she's no longer going to be able to live with Casper and his his uh, uncles. But uh, it's it's this kind of like it's kind. I of mean, to, to take something out from a, a cartoon, you know, from all those years ago. Just a friendly ghost, and to go. You know what people want? A movie of this. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, please on the TV. All right, go watch it. <laughs> Gotta go watch it. Speaking of little ones, right. hang on. <laughs> no worries. Uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> Casper, fantastic movie too. But Christina Ritchie, dope. And on the Facebook page the other day, I posted a picture of Christina Ritchie as Wednesday in Adam's family, and then her dressed as Morticia, as an adult. And holy shit. It works. Um, It was perfect. I I mean, I'm disappointed in the fact that someone hasn't made that movie with her, um, especially considering her history in in that movie. She's right in the sweet spot right now to be able to pull off like a continuation story. Like here we are, what, 20, 30 years later. Like, why not? Why not do a movie that's yeah. features what ha- what happened to Winstead Adam? What happened to Pugsley and the Adams family? Like And you and I kind of talked about it earlier this week, and they really could. They have a perfect setup in the way that they could do it. And in a in a time where all we're seeing is remakes of shit we saw 
yeah. what better movie could you do than Adam's Family? I don't yeah, know. some kind of continuation of that where you've got, I mean, Angelica Houston's still here, so you could still have Morticia there. You could have it yeah. for whatever reason, you know, their Gomez is passed, and, you know, this is the continuation of the story where maybe Christina Ricci is, or, or Wednesday has taken over the family fortune and the running of the day-to-day operations, whatever that entails. Yeah, I'm not exactly <laughs> for sure what, what, what goes you on know, in the like, house. Because we still got Christopher Lloyd, so we've got Uncle Fester. Like, there's so many aspects of it where it's like, it would be a really good time to do it just to see. I, I don't know what the story would be, but I feel like they could do something right now that would be like, yes, let's see it. Let's do yeah. this. I, I would 100% be interested. And again, uh, if you guys want to see the picture, it is on the Facebook page, Retro Nomopod. Search it. Google yeah, Tell, Google tell us your ups. ideas of what. What, where they go to post what you think where the Adams family story could go from here. Yeah. I want, I'll read your story. Script. Story I'll ideas. Go. Yeah. Story yeah. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we're going to get it greenlit or some shit. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> hey, y- y'all saw we passed a hundred listens bitches. All right. Oh, Fucking dude. God damn. Miles. Shots um, fired. It would not be a family-friendly Halloween episode if we did not mention the one banger on this list. And that is Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, man. I mean, Bette Midler in her fucking heyday. Sarah Jessica Parker when she was still a smoke show. (laughs) And just the most perfect, all-around, best family-friendly Halloween movie, in my opinion. And if you've never seen Hocus Pocus, fuck you. It was one of the first movies I can recall where it does that thing where you're like, oh, the movie's done. They did it. They defeated the evil. They got it. And the next thing you know, oh, shit, that green smoke's going back into the the kiln or whatever it was. Yeah. What? That M. Night Shyamalan shit, dude. Yeah. Hocus Pocus was... uh, And still is. It, It is one movie... That I've watched every year, pr- probably every year of my life, for as far back as I can remember. Yeah, and it still holds I mean, up. Still, a fucking amazing movie. And that, with like a few other handfuls on this list, are just movies that, if they're on, it's like, well, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the, <laughs> you know, for this next hour and a half or whatever. What's it's crazy? just like they uh. Oh shit! They're actually showing it um, in movie theaters around Colorado. <laughs> What's there? Uh, why oh, would shit? You? Like, I mean, not one I'm gonna risk COVID for. Because oh, if I'm gonna risk COVID for any of them, that's gonna be the one. I mean, out of this list, that'd probably be the top one of the top ones. 1993 for Hocus Pocus. I thought it was later than that, and for a 93 movie banger, watch Hocus Pocus. Hands down, one of the best Halloween movies out there for kids. Yeah, for sure. it's great. Uh, I'll run down some of these other ones real quick to kind of end if you want to touch on any of them, because I'm sure we have comments for all of them, but we'll run down this little list of, and I know there's more and like, you know, on Facebook, if you guys want to go on there and just kind of throw out, oh, this is my favorite, you know, movie that I have to watch every year when this time of year rolls around. But uh, we've got Coraline. Great. You know, 
the uh, fantastic too. animation of that is you know two worlds you know i love the whole let's go into this other dimension oh Button it seems fries. to be better Whoo. crazy uh the witches with um Al- angelica houston i don't know if you've ever seen that one. i've never seen that movie oh my gosh so yep. like this kid goes visits his aunt who's like a good witch right and there's this convention happening at this hotel of bad witches okay which, bad and witches. it's super crazy because there's a scene where they literally take off their skin to show their real selves the real ugly witches as we know big nose and moles and everything else and the kid gets caught he gets turned into a mouse like it's a oh, bananas shit. movie to the point where tiffany's traumatized i can't play it around her <laughs> okay yeah it's that's legit. a family friendly movie yeah it's it's another one of those ones that's on this list that is like is it though is oh, it? I even see that you wrote it here. <laughs> is this this a kids movie? Question mark. <laughs> Walking a fine line. The way you described it, I would say not for children. Not for real young children. Oh, I think okay. wait until they're they're tweens. Gotta hate that word. Tweens and teens. Tweens. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Scooby Doo. I mean, they've got besides the live action ones they've done, they've got like Scooby Doo and Zombie much- Island how many different movies they've done. I mean, yeah, just in the late nineties alone, the animated movies that they were putting out were fantastic. It, I mean, it really didn't matter which one you chose. Um, and actually, I actually played some Scooby-Doo this week and you and I kind of talked about it and I actually found out something cool about this game, but Scooby-Doo unmasked. I ended up playing through gameplay is okay. It's a platformer game. Um, but one of the cool things about it is they got Adam West to voice in the video game. So it it was it was actually kind of a surprise to me. I didn't didn't think that would happen. It's a THQ game from ninety eight. Is he just like the narrator in it? Yeah, something like that. So let's see if I so- can yeah, it's just featuring the voice. I honestly, I mean, I didn't play that much of it, probably two and a half, three hours of it, maybe. And I couldn't tell. So I don't really? know if he was ever in. I don't remember him ever being in a Scooby-Doo. Oh, I think they did like a crossover TV thing where Batman and Robin meet Scooby-Doo, like back when uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I think they did a crossover, sort of like how they did with Globetrotters and whatnot. Oh I yeah, believe- it looks like he was a bunch of villains through the series. So I, th- I yeah, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. Anyways, That's pretty cool. yeah. They they, they pulled get- they pulled Adam West for one of the Scooby Doo games on the PS2. That's great. Impressed. I like that. The game uh, man, this this it would almost just be a whole episode itself. But Goosebumps, Ugh. the books, the shows, the movies. Yeah, so. I mean- R.L. Stein. Yeah, I mean, you even look at his Fear Street stuff. They were those books are what got me into horror. You know, like other than being force-fed horror movies and stuff growing up, like Goosebumps was the one thing. It, it they're still good. Those books are still good. They're easy reads. The stories are great, and 
every story you pick up could have been turned into a show or a movie. And I guess technically they did because there was a Goosebumps TV show when we were growing up. And And people hated on the Goosebumps movies. I thought they were fun. They're great. I'm a Jack Black fan. They were fun. Great movies. You can't hate on them. I mean, that R.L. Stein, man, he he pumped those things out, too. He was doing, like, two a year or something crazy Jesus. like that. If not yeah, more, just, yeah. Super just like, you need another one? All right, let me think of a tile. Uh, say cheese and die. Okay, uh, what's it going to be? And, like, his process was essentially, let me think of a title, then work backwards. Yeah, I mean, like, my favorite my favorite Goosebumps what? movie still to this day, The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. That's pretty good. I, I like the fantastic. mask because I superheroes, the mass mutant was where it's at. For yeah, me. but but super like the amount of lives that he affected with that of like the campy, the creepy, yeah, kids kids horror kids horror stories. You know, like they were. Ah, yeah, we, we could go on and on for it. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on Goosebumps. Maybe we will. <laughs> Who knows? I got yeah, a bunch maybe, of the originals. Um. A little movie I threw in here called Fun Size, which I don't think did very well, and not many people know about it. But it's just a super simple uh, live action Halloween story about people go their day in a Halloween. Check it out. That's all I'll say about it. Pretty huh. quick and simple. Uh, Paranorman came out a, long, a few years back. This is an uh, animated Claymation. one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen this kid, one either. Kid could see and talk to ghosts, which that alone automate madly you know separates you from everybody else everybody yeah. else thinks you're the freak in the class because well you kind of are you got some Haley <laughs> Joe Osmond <laughs> shit going on <laughs> exactly exactly but, so that one's definitely a check out uh, Hocus Pocus uh, Ghostbusters classic from the 80s can't go wrong you know just don't cross the streams and we'll be okay but yeah. then do cross the stream to explode a big marshmallow man. Yeah. <laughs> Make some s'mores. <laughs> not not necessarily a Halloween movie, but fits perfect during Halloween. It's just the ghost and ghouls kind of, yeah. you know, aspect of it. Um, Gremlins. This is one of those ones that uh, kind of jumps the line between a scary uh, horror movie and yeah. Christmassy movie. And it's super... Oh, it's yeah, so crazy. look, I this body was built <laughs> on getting fed after midnight. All right, <laughs> you just don't fucking feed the little gremlins. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after fucking midnight. So the question comes up: When does that midnight? At what time can you feed them after midnight? Because if you think about it, any time is after midnight when it comes to that. So when do you feed them? Oh my god, my head's gonna explode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. And neither do I. Next. Uh, <laughs> and this is thrown in there just because it's 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 a tradition that happens yearly. Sometimes it's not quite in Halloween. Sometimes it happens early November. But the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Still, I mean, look, the Simpsons is the same as what it was. All right, and sadly, something that used to be such on the tippy top of animated television, and something that paved the way for a lot of the shows that we have now, um, is kind of low tier. But if there's one thing that they do right every year, it's the fucking Treehouse of Horror. It's it's like the 
the one thing left of that show that brings me back, especially quick. I mean, I'll still watch every episode, but like this one more than anything, it's like, what are they going to do this year? What are they going to parody or what are they going to, what classic literature tale or what new story are they going to try? They're so good. Even still to this day, you know, just stuff like tree hours of horror brings me back to my childhood. Like blockbuster does. Like it was just a staple at a certain time of year. And still, like, you could go back and watch some of the original Treehouses of Horror, and they're still just as good now as they were when they came out back then. Yeah. 100%. Oh, so, yeah. Some of those episodes. And and they're all references to things that are in different kind of media. And unless you're in the know, you're like, wait, what is that? Oh, that's a story. You know, like the monkey's paw and stuff, where you learn it from The Simpsons first, and then it's only when you get older you realize that's an old tale and you're like oh wow i had yeah. no idea thanks simpsons their writers were yeah they're bringing out shit that you didn't realize was shit you know yeah oh my gosh yeah still fucking holds up um yeah actually I, i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm actually surprised when we first initially talked about you know talking about family friendly movies and shows little did i know that there is nothing but bangers on the family-friendly side of of Halloween movies and shit. You wouldn't think so. Like, on first... Oh, kids don't get good horror or Halloween or whatever you want to call it. But it's like, oh, there's some stuff out there. We actually do. Um, And this one, I'm I'm not going to lie, this episode scares me for the next three weeks because we're going to really get into some shit. Um, especially in, in movies and TV and games that are not family friendly. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. So, you know, we kind of talked about it on the last episode, but the, the following weeks, you know, Rick and I do want, want to do a themed month. Um, we're both pretty big into horror and this month is what, what that's about. And there's a bunch of stuff. We don't get a lot of months like this in in the year where the entire month could be themed around one thing that both of us actually genuinely enjoy. And I for sure probably will not be doing four weeks of Christmas episodes. Um, But for October, we're going to do four weeks. (laughs) I thought about that the other day, the Christmas idea, and it's like, okay, so the first week we'll bust out all the classic stuff, and then it'll be week two, it'll be like, how about those uh, romantic uh, Hallmark movies? Yeah, <laughs> Christmas oh movies. Oh, my God. The Lifetime's one. I'm like, Lifetime I, movies. You can talk to Tiff for the next hour. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I do not. I do not. Um, but we will go ahead and give you a little teaser. Wait, do we give them a teaser? A teaser? Do we let them know what next week's episode is going to be about? I mean, do we even ah, know what next week's? It. Um, well, sort of, it will involve some hacking and a little bit of slashing and probably some stab, stab, stabbing, stippy step. Um, but I think that is going to wrap it us for tonight. Uh, like I said, this is actually the longest episode we've done. Um, and I feel like surprised. we really ran through this, like, in, like we were in a decathlon or something, just trying yeah. to, you I, know, a hundred percent agree. Like this episode could have easily been three hours long. 
like no, no doubt way. in my mind. So pre-warning next week's episode may be a two hour long episode. <laughs> just, just gonna, each week's just going to get longer. Yeah, just, and then the final one's going to be, be so long. We'll just, it'll just uh, be the month of November. It'll be one long episode. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> if this bleeds into next month, it would not surprise me, <laughs> but on that note, we are going to wrap it up for tonight. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Halloween month should be a lot of fun. I actually, considering how tonight went, I am very excited about our, our next coming weeks. And who knows? Maybe there's a surprise at the end of this month. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. We don't know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> but as always, you guys can find me at on Instagram, best way to get a hold of me or see some of the stuff that I talked about. Um, I post pictures of my thrift store finds and stuff on there. Just search Retronomapod and twitch.tv slash Toby Tobe. Yeah, and I'm on most socials under uh, Serial Kilter, uh, Facebook. Facebook. Go find that. Uh, yes, go to Facebook. That's your like one-stop shop if you want to find details and stuff that's going on or just fun topics that we talk about on there. But yes. this will lead into our last final thing that we do every week, which is the weird question of the week. Give it to me. This one is, which Halloween movie would you want to be stuck in? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got this question at the end of a family-friendly episode. <laughs> yeah. Y'all have a good night. Again, thanks for joining. <laughs> we will see you next week. Good night.